This is episode number 154 of Music Lesson Business Academy, and today we're going to talk about why our marketing fails sometimes. All right, let's roll the intro. Hey everybody, Danny here. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. It's so good to be back for another episode. Want to welcome all of you guys back. If this is your first time checking it out, welcome to the party. I hope you get some great stuff from this. I'm coming to you from a very windy Southern California day today. Um, we had the crazy Santa Ana winds kind of roll in last night. All the trees are down out in the driveway. It's one of those crazy days. And of course, a fire broke out in Orange County today. So just another, you know, another thing to be thinking about here in California right now. So, but I'm all good where I'm at. So that's good. Going to cover a couple things on today's episode. We're going to talk a little bit about why marketing fails. And I'm going to hit a couple of things that you should look at, but then I want to touch base on one big issue uh, that I think has a lot to do with why our marketing fails. And we're also going to talk about lever number one, which is traffic. Before we get into that, I do want to tell you about a couple things going on over at Music Lesson Business Academy, over at the website, musiclessonbusinessacademy.com. I am opening as of today the Platinum Level Coaching Program. So I wanted to just kind of take a second and talk about what's going to be involved in Platinum Level Coaching. So the main element of it revolves around just straight ahead, one-on-one coaching. And everything is in the framework of the seven levers, because if we really concentrate on these seven levers, it covers all elements of what we need to do and what we need to work on. So pretty much anything that you could mention to me that's going on at your business, I can relate that back to one of those levers. And the way that we're gonna approach this coaching is we are gonna use a lot of data-driven information, figure out what your most immediate goals are, what we wanna work on first, look at the raw data, and then make assignments of actionable items that you have to do. And then on our second call of the month, we review those items to see if you got those things done. So it's kind of goal setting and planning, dissecting what we need to work on, coming up with a plan, and then me holding you accountable for getting those things done. So with the Platinum Coaching, you're going to get two 60-minute Zoom calls per month. So it's a lot of interaction. You'll also have access, of course, to any of the courses and uh, things like that that are in Music Lesson Business Academy. But the bulk of it is really just one-on-one, you and I working on your school. So this is, this is the next level. Um, and so this is for you folks that really want to make some serious gains and are ready to put the work in. Um, any of the courses that I have up on Music Lesson Business Academy, you'll get access to all those as well. Although that will not be something that you and I will 
go through together or anything like that. Now, if you're not ready for that level of coaching, of course you can take the program below, which is Music Lesson Business Academy Answers. Really straightforward, really simple, direct access coaching. It's the easiest and most affordable way to get into some direct access coaching. So in that program, you just have a, your own page. You post whatever question you have up there, and then I will answer that question within 24 hours. So it is like one-on-one -on -one coaching to a certain extent, just kind of in a little bit more limited uh, structured way. And if you also would just like to look at some of the courses that are up, I am working on a bunch of new courses. So, uh, you know, each week here, I'll be adding hopefully a new course that you can just purchase a course on its own. Maybe if there's a particular area you need some help with. So I just loaded the um, employee, employee pay plan program up. So that's there. The business fundamentals are there. Uh, I loaded up a course on how to run an adult band camp at your uh, school. And that course is only $9.95. So these courses are all, you know, pretty affordable for the most part. And, um, you know, if you're just looking for some extra inspiration or maybe something you can add to your school to increase your profits, check out one of the courses and hopefully it will help you out. Today's episode is brought to you by Never Alone Business Services. Dot com. Google ads, Facebook ads, SEO, website design, and general marketing. Chris and Jen at Never Alone Business Services have been doing my Google ads for quite a while now. They've been doing a great job. What I love about their services is that those guys own a large music school. So when they're doing your Google ads or your Facebook ad, they're coming at it from the experience of somebody that's in our industry, in the music lesson industry. And I think that really makes a big difference. So go over to neverloanbusinessservices.com. Check those guys out. Mention that you heard about it on Music Lesson Business Academy and you save a hundred bucks. Can't complain about that. This episode is also brought to you by the fine folks at TeacherZone, teacherzone.com for all your scheduling and billing needs, as well as student learning management. I was one of the first users on TeacherZone and we, uh, Still use TeacherZone for two schools now. All our scheduling, all our billing, it's always been great for us. So check those guys out. Give them a call. They would love to give you a free demo. Okay, with that said, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. Okay, so why does our marketing fail sometimes? And there could be quite a few reasons uh, for this to be the case, but there are, are a few uh, important ones to look at. And then there's kind of one bigger picture uh, item on this list that I feel is a huge impactor on whether or not your marketing campaigns or your advertising campaigns work out. So let's look at a couple of the smaller ones first, or, or I shouldn't say smaller because they could be extremely impactive actually, but let's look at these other issues first. So one reason that your marketing may not work is there may actually just not be a market for what you're trying to advertise. I, I know I've had that uh, situation where 
myself or somebody else on our team, you know, we think of an idea for a new class or a new offering of some sort that we think is like, this is amazing. People are going to love this. When you roll out different things, you send emails, maybe you do some kind of ad, Facebook ad or whatever, and it's crickets. And in a lot of cases, it could be where we are misjudging the market and not really providing something that anyone actually wants. And it's one of the tougher things with what we do because, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned it in the last episode and it's something I talk about, you know, with my school and my partners is, you know, we make investments into things to make the lessons better at the school. And we do all these different things that are adding value to what we do. And sometimes you just get zero traction. Like the students don't seem to be into it. The parents don't care, <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, well, what is it exactly that they do want or do like? So one thing you can do to test a market, and, you know, this is something that I learned from uh, the four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss, is to just do a Google ad in your area for whatever this uh, service that you're thinking about doing is, and just do a limited run uh, a small budget and just see if you get any activity at all. If you get some clicks and you get some, you know, um, traffic driven to a page about it, it could be a good indicator that it's something that people are interested in. Now, if you get a few clicks and you end up not doing the class, don't worry about it. You know, it, it's okay. You could, you could capture those names and send those people an email and say, you know, we, we, we're trying to do this class, but we've decided that it's not the right thing right now or, you know, some kind of message to let them know. But if you can test the market in some way like that, it could really help you to determine if it's something people would be into. The other thing it would be to just survey some families that you know pretty well at your school and just ask them and say, hey, we're thinking about doing this. How does that sound to you? Does it sound like something to be interested in? And I think this is a, a, an almost an easier way and maybe even a more accurate way to get a feel because they might bring up points that we don't think about, whether it's a scheduling issue or what you may end up walking away from that with is a better idea for that program. Maybe take your initial idea and alter it to make it fit, you know, what these people are saying. Now, just be careful, you know, asking one or two people isn't going to do it. You got to get a little bit bigger sample size to to really start to get a feel for the market. So try to ask maybe 20 parents or something like that. Okay. So another reason that our marketing fails is simply just it's a bad ad. The the Facebook ad or the Google ad, it's just the you know the ad copy isn't well written. It's nothing compelling to make people want to click the ad. So does your Facebook ad you're writing have the things that compel somebody to click on it. And what would some of those things be? So one would be the copy itself. Number two would be the image or the video. It's really important that image can do so much to stir some kind of emotion that makes somebody investigate or think about purchasing. And then is it a compelling offer? Is there some kind of call to action or compelling offer in there that gets them to click the button? So when you put these ads together, think about those three things. Another area that you could be missing the mark is that you're not targeting the right audience. So your uh, you know, targeting parameters within your Facebook ad or your Google ad could be missing its mark and you're not hitting the right people. Here's the thing that I 
feel from from working on coaching programs, you know, working with clients, uh, coaching them, that seems to be somewhat of a reoccurring theme. And I know it made a big difference for me when I got these things much more dialed. But a big reason that your marketing may be failing is that you don't have a complete package. So the complete package is, you know, if, if we're talking about a Facebook ad, the Facebook ad is only step one of that marketing campaign or advertising campaign. There has to be multiple steps to that. And if you're missing some of those key steps, then you could definitely be missing out um, you know, on making the marketing effective at all or making it much more effective. So for example, if you're running a Facebook ad uh, and maybe you're driving traffic straight to your website and it's just landing on your homepage or a Google ad that's just landing on your homepage. And then once they get to that homepage, there isn't compelling offer. There isn't an easy button for them to click to get them into, you know, your programs. You could have the greatest Facebook ad, ad in the world, but if these other things are not in place, the ad is going to be far less effective. You have to think about a marketing program cultivates customers over time. Even if a customer is interested in lessons, but they're just not ready to buy today, we might have to go through a period of cultivating to get them to finally take that final step and say, okay, I want to get my son signed up for guitar. I need to do it. What do you have available? And get them to call you back or email you back or text you back. So we've got to have a funnel set up. We've got to have this program set up. So they click on the Google ad it's got to go to an appropriate landing page. And that landing page absolutely could be on your website. It could be the instrument page, the, the guitar page or the piano page or drum page, as long as you have that page set up so that it does have the things that you need. It's got compelling text and good, good copy. It's got a button or a form right on that page for them to fill out. It's got a compelling call to action that gets them to move. You got to get them to move into that next phase. So it's got to go to the right page. They fill out that form. It should go into some kind of CRM to allow you to manage those customers and follow up with them. So you, you guys know, I always talk about active campaign. I think it's the best one. I've used several others. I'm super happy that I listened to Tim Topham when he told me I got to use active campaign. It's way better than Infusionsoft when I was using that. Um, so if you're not using ActiveCampaign, I am an affiliate for it. I'll put a link here in the show notes uh, and in the emails that go out about this episode. If you sign up for a paid account through my link, shoot me a private message or shoot me a Facebook message. You can email me at danny at themusicfactoryoc.com. Um, I will do a strategy call with you. Now, I'm not going to do a call where I show you the technical back end of like how to segment emails and do all that stuff because Active Campaign offers that in their training and they're way better at it than I am. What we will do is look at your business and come up with a strategy and you can make notes from that and then an Active Campaign person will help you to apply it to your business. So anyway, it goes into Active Campaign and it begins an email sequence. That's the start of our funnel there. So we're sending out emails. We have tasks listed in there, such as a reminder for you to call that customer or text that customer or send them, you know, maybe a video email 
or video text follow-up. That should all be all be set up in advance because it's so common for customers to get that to fill out a form, get that first email, and do nothing. You know, even though they landed on your site and said, Yes, I want piano lessons for my son. And then you send them something and they don't take action to do the piano lessons. It, you know, you just have to remember what, you know, they're shopping around. They may have, you know, clicked on several different websites or web pages or schools to check it out. Um, they may be higher up in the searching buying cycle where they're not quite ready. They're just investigating it. And we need all those customers. We need to capture the ones that want to buy it today. We need to capture contact information for the ones that want to buy it down the road so that we can send them emails and keep touching them, right? Until we get them to the point of purchase. So emails, text messages, video emails or video texts, phone call for sure. You know, go old school, call that customer. Hey, I noticed you filled out a form here looking for piano lessons. I wanted to see if I could answer any questions for you. Um, you may get that customer simply because you're the only one that called. And I know I've told this story before, but years ago I was looking to buy a new car and I went on a website. I knew what vehicle I was looking at. I went on to three different dealerships websites and said, I'm looking for this, put in my information, right? I got a call like 10 minutes later, maybe less from one guy. And he's like, Hey man, I'm the sales manager at such and such Honda. I got your email here. You're looking for this car. Uh, when can you come down? I went, that's where I went and that's where I bought it from. I never even got anything from the other two places. <laughs> so I simply went there because that guy reached out, you know, I mean, and a lot of people will do it that way. So we don't want to miss that opportunity. So I always like to do, <clears throat> you know, at least H8 touch points between email, text. So I think in my current, you know, general lesson sequence, it's three or four emails and they're spread out. So the first one goes out kind of right away. Then it waits a few days, you know, before another email, then it waits a few days. Then I, I have a little bit longer wait before, you know, the final email goes out. Now that doesn't end the progression. That's kind of just the first sequence for those potential students. They're still tagged potential student. So over time, they're still getting other email campaigns sent to them and just continually putting that touch out there. Um, you know, and I usually try to do, you know, a phone call or two, a text message. Um, sometimes I, I, you know, I'll do the video, like a bomb bomb video email. Um, people do like those. Um, if you can do some kind of what I would really like to do is a video text. Um, the idea there being like right as that form comes in to send them a video text from your school. So it kind of shows the school and it, it makes that personal connection. The problem I've run into is my kind of texting programs that I use don't do video. And I, I don't want to send it from my personal phone because that'll be the end of it. That'll be the only number the customer ever uses. For the, for the rest of time. Uh, so still kind of would like to figure out a quicker and easier way to do uh, something like that. Little different now as well, though, because I'm generally contacting people from home. We're not really at the school. We're all virtual. So kind of rethinking, well, what's the information that goes out in that marketing email? You know, what do I want them to see? 
What do I want them to hear about it? And I'm still, to be honest with you, really developing and, and changing all those things since we made this um, you know, change from in-person to online lessons. So it's going to take me some time to kind of figure out, well, what works in those emails that I send? Do I have videos in there? You know, what are people responding to? Um, you know, but you've got to have this package, this portion of your marketing set up. If you don't have a system like this set up, you might as well not pay for that Facebook ad. So I would think about this in, in reverse engineer it. People, I think, tend to want to jump on the Facebook ad, Google ad type of thing because it seems like a magic bullet and a quick thing. Like if I just do these ads that I hear everybody talking about, um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this great uh, result from it. I would tend to build the back end first, meaning when you get an organic search result to your website, which still should be probably the bulk of your new student signups, you have all this marketing in place, email sequences, your phone call sequences, your text sequences, have that laid out and have it working well. Test those different emails. Look at the open rates. See, okay, this one everyone seems to open, but by this one, nobody's opening the email. Maybe that email needs to be different, or the subject matter needs to be different, or you know, maybe there's a different approach, like putting a video in the email. Experiment and see what's working well. When you feel like you've got that dialed in fairly decently, then move into actually paying to drive traffic. Because if you go the other way and just start the paid traffic, first, you're probably really just going to waste a lot of money and not really get a whole lot from it. So this to me is one of the key areas of why marketing fails. All right, it's time for the seven levers. Today, we're back with lever number one, which is traffic. And there's lots of ways we can apply traffic, walk-in traffic, traffic to your website. Today, we're going to focus specifically on traffic to your website because most of us don't really get walk-in traffic very much. So I'm going to give you one super simple tip that you can do to just doesn't cost you anything. And it's just a nice little extra website traffic builder. And that is to continually post on your Google business page. So, and what's nice about it is once you've uploaded some photos or done a post on there, you will get email reminders when your post is about to expire you'll get a monthly reminder of your most viewed photos. And one thing I did a while back is I just went in one day and I just started loading photo after photo. I had tons of great pictures and I just, I put probably a hundred pictures up. And then every so often when I get that notification saying, hey, your most viewed photo of the month was this, I just use that instance as a reminder. I click the button, pop a couple new photos in month goes by, I get that reminder, click the button, pop a few more new photos in. So it's an easy way. I don't really have to think about anything. And then once I've done a post, like I did an offer recently, you know, I'll get a notification saying, hey, your offer is about to expire. Do you want to do a new post? Boom, go in, upload a picture, do a little post. And it's just a, a good way to keep that extra activity going on that Google business page, uh, which can definitely be a traffic driver to your website. So that's quick tip, lever number one, traffic, get it going. 
All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, be sure to go over to Music Lesson Business Academy. Check out the Platinum Coaching Program and check out some of the courses. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Bye-bye. <laughs>